I'm Sean Hendry. Welcome to the PNC's Queensland podcast, where we bring you the news, views, tips and interviews from the members and staff of PNC's Queensland. In this, our second episode, we have a chat to Amanda Lowe, the Business Operations Manager at McGregor State School PNC Association. At this year's PNC Awards, McGregor State School PNC were awarded the Business of Osh Award, and we ask Amanda about how they see the successes and challenges of an Osh, and how they found the award process. And in our regular segment, PNC's Queensland CEO, Scott Wiseman, brings you his update of all the great things that are happening at PNC's Queensland. And coming up next, we catch up with the past chair of PNC's Queensland, Matthew Rowan, who brings us some insight into his time at the helm of the PNC's Queensland Board. Following on from our chat to Donna Freeston, our board chair, this month we're catching up with the previous chair of the board, Matthew Rowan. Matt is a father of four children and has been secretary of Wandle Heights PNC for the past 10 years. He's also been on the PNC at Wandle for 11 years and is a life member. He's vice president of Brisbane Bayside State College, where he's been involved for four years and is also on the school council. He stepped down from his role as chair of PNC's Queensland in October, and I thought we'd find a bit more about Matt and his time at PNC's Queensland. So hi, Matt, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, Sean, thanks for having me on. Well, we're introducing a new segment that we didn't put in our first episode, but we're bringing it forward here. It's called the Fast Five, and that's where we're going to ask each guest the same five questions so we can get an insight into their lives. Are you ready for that? Absolutely. Fire away. All right. Well, here we go. And remember, it's fast five. So quick answers and whatever first comes into your head. First question. What's your favorite movie? The Matrix. The Matrix. Oh, that's a good one. What about your favorite holiday destination? Anywhere on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, Maroochydore, uh, Watala. Um, Not as far as Noosa, though, but all along there. Nice and local. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, all good places to go. What about your favorite TV show? Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, I related a lot with that show. I'm uh, one of four boys myself and boy number three. So it was a a great therapeutic show for me. (laughs) So in your case, it's Matt in the middle. That's right. Yeah. uh, What about your favorite sport? Uh, I'd have to go uh, Japanese jiu-jitsu. I I did that for a while. It's not traditionally thought as a sports, but um, but I I really enjoyed that, uh, that training and process. And finally, this is an interesting one here. Which actor would you like to play you? In the life and times of Matthew Rowan. It's got to be another Matt, so let's go with Matt Damon. Matt Damon, I, yeah, I can see that. I can see where that would fit in too. So thanks for that, Matt. Good insight into Matthew Rowan there. And now we'll move on to our interview. So what inspired you to join the PNC's Queensland Board? Yeah, so it was an interesting process for me. So I'd been on the PNC at Wandle for two years, one as secretary, and I was just trying to make my life easier doing that role. And so I got tied up with doing some things and I'd been along to a PNC's Queensland conference and one of the existing directors at the time approached me and we were talking about stuff and they're like, hey, you should get involved with with this. And then with some other work I was doing to try and help make things easier 
uh, for me on a PNC and other PNCs, I came across the CEO at the time and the president at the time, Gail and Kevin. And yeah, had a chat in the office about that. And they're like, oh, that's uh, that's some really good insights. You should join the board. And I was thinking that's that's not really what I was after with that conversation. But I, I stepped back and I had to think about it. And it's like, it would be a really interesting experience to learn more from that state level and, and see what can be done to support PNCs more uh, from that peak body. And so, yeah, uh, that, that was the start of the journey. So I, um, I put forward a nomination and I, um, I got elected at the uh, Gladstone um, conference, which I couldn't actually attend. So uh, Gail called me soon after the AGM to let me know. And uh, that started a, um, a wild ride of great experience and learning. And, um, and I hope uh, what ended up with the organization being better than I found it after I left it. What about in your family? Is there a history of volunteering in your family at all? Yeah. So when I joined the PNC, I just figured that's what you do. So my parents, particularly my dad did. My dad was a state school teacher as well. My mum worked uh, once we were all old enough uh, during school times uh, in the office admin at uh, different schools. So, yeah, so they were always involved around with our education within the school environment and on the PNCs. I remember fond memories at school fates or whatnot where they were manning a stall and we're helping out on the barbecue or, what, or stuff like that. And it's just all all fun times as a kid, right, when your parents are are behind the scenes a bit. And so you get a bit of a window behind the scenes and whatnot. It gives you that different interaction with with the school. And so as soon as my eldest started prep, I went along to the PNC as I did join the um, kindergarten committees as well that I was on on each year. And so just being involved like that uh, was just something that is done. And then it goes into, it's like, well, why wouldn't you join your local PNC? Because, you know, it's the interface with the school there. And it's your children's education. And so I want to be involved in my children's education in their life. So so that's just what, what we do. Yeah, it's interesting that your parents are, are lead you into that. The same with mine. I've, I've had parents that are in volunteering as well. What are you most proud of with your time in the chair? Yeah, so in the chair, that was another um, interesting way that I kind of fell into that. And so we had a we had another chair in between for a short while who then had to step down. And so um, people looked at me is uh, one of the longest um, term there at the time going, well, you've got to step up then. And so again, it was another step back and it's like, am I really prepared to do this? And knowing the impact the organization can make, uh, it's like, well, why wouldn't I take advantage of that opportunity as well? And so one of my real focuses that I wanted to do uh, in my time as chair is have it that PNC's Queensland was really engaged with our members and knew what they wanted and could deliver services to them. So so with that, then we had a changeover of our uh, CEO as well. So I think hiring Scott and going through all that process and with the recruiters that we used to help us on that, that was that was a pivotal, difficult uh, challenge. Scott's been doing fantastic. And, um, and you'll have to say that because he'll be on the podcast too. And so that has been really pivotal in driving that, um, that agenda as well of, of what we wanted to have that engagement 
and service delivery. And so, you know, when I first joined the board, we were doing member surveys and getting 30 responses. And we've got 1,250 PNCs or maybe closer to 1,200 at that time. That's not really great engagement uh, with our membership. And now when we do our member surveys, what are we up to? 300, 400? Like we get much better engagement. Still not there, but um, uh, not where we want it to be. But we've certainly made massive strides in getting there. And then with all that, we've then started these new business units so that we can be more supportive of our members and any money we make out of those services goes back to all members to really support the whole community and and lift up the uh, profile of PNCs. Yeah, that's right. So a lot of things that happened there and you stepped down from the board in October. So what's next for Matt Rowan? And are you still going to continue in your local PNC? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely on my local PNCs because the the reason for that hasn't changed. My kids are at the school. <laughs> I want to be involved in their education in that process. So I'm involved in the local PNC at the primary and the high school. Uh, so so that won't change uh, uh, while my kids are at school. And uh, working on those um, uh, continuity plans as well is very important so that uh, uh, I don't continue after my kids aren't there as well. I think that's a healthy thing to make sure that you've got there. Um, there are some really good PNC members I know who have kept serving long after their kids have left, um, but we also want to make sure we're bringing in parents who are who have their kids currently at the school as well, um, I think. So definitely involved in those PNCs and hopefully, hopefully more so. You know, the saying, um, the plumber's tap's always leaking, right? And so my local PNCs while I've been at the um, PNCs Queensland board have been neglected from my side uh, more so than I would like. There are many meetings that I've missed because I've had other um, meetings or subcommittee meetings or whatnot uh, at PNCs Queensland. Uh, and so, but I've always provided that support there as well. They're like, oh, here's Matt with the rule book, right? Because, um, but that also helps support uh, the presidents as we've, as we've come through there. And so um, definitely involved in the local PNCs. I'm chair of another board as well, and I've just picked up an um, expert committee member on a superannuation fund uh, around IT and cybersecurity, so very important um, stuff there. So I've still got board work continuing, but I'm actually hoping to uh, reduce it all. And it's this interesting dichotomy of, um, of we're volunteering because we want to be involved with our kids. But so much of that volunteering, especially uh, in the chair role, has taken me away from my kids on time I could have been uh, with them from those responsibilities. So I am hoping to wind things back a bit more and, and spend that, that that more time with the kids uh, while I've still got. Yeah, because it's interesting that you are a younger man. Um, and that's part of the reason we wanted to get you on the podcast because slightly unusual to have a person and I think you would have been around 29 or so when you firstly got involved in PNCs yeah. and and in the and a little bit older than that in your 30s when you got on the board interesting to see that you're saying that at that age it does take you away from your children yeah you know we have our um our board meetings on a uh Friday and and Saturday morning so many Saturday mornings especially if they're in office or we have remote meetings because we want to um visit the uh regions as well um all that uh takes us away from saturday morning uh family time um many nights i, I get home from work and i'm jumping on a call uh instead of uh, hanging out with the family and so there has been a, a lot of that but at the same time and, and as you've said you saw your parents volunteering um and so there is that aspect that they see me involved in that thing <laughs> and it also 
I think really embeds it into them. It's like, okay, I'm giving up family time to do this. It must be important. And it is important. And the work that we do is important. And so there's certainly that balance that needs to be done. But the kids understand that as well um, of, of the importance of it and why it's happening even though it's like, no, oh, I can't hang out with dad this morning. So you're still involved at Wandle and also at Brisbane Bayside. So what are you most proud of at the moment at their PNCs? So Wandle, obviously being there a very long time, we've gone through a few presidents as well, um, which I've helped support a lot um, through the way, which I think as I've been busy at the PNC's Queensland level. The secretary, I can take care of all the governance and paperwork and whatnot, and and then support new executive members uh, from that role without having to take that lead role. Uh, So that's been a really um, a good balance, I think, um, through there. But at Wandle, we went through the big painful process of um, setting up our own outside school hours care. And so I've talked to then many PNC's around the state who have been going through that process or about to go through it. And so that's been great insights to be able to share of the difficulty yet the value of doing that. And so at Wandle, that just made a massive difference. And so it was a lot of work for us as the volunteers to be able to set that up. But once we set that up and then got it humming, it allows us to then employ an operations manager, which then we've actually moved up to the general manager position, who then uh, is that paid person, but it gives that consistency throughout the day that volunteers, especially we've got other jobs, (laughs) are able to be really well supported and have things Uh, move well and so uh, with those uh, positions in there and then the funds that the school makes you know so we we went from fundraising uh, 50 to 150,000 maybe a year type thing on a good year to being a 1.2 million dollar business where we're donating uh, up to 200,000 a year we can do so that's been a massive turnaround at at Wandle once we set that up we've built buildings for the expansion of our OSH I might have called it WASH before ours is wash because it's wandle outside school hours care so the kids need to go to wash <laughs> yeah so that's that's been great um that, that's been a, a really uh, good experience at wandle and at bayside um i haven't been as involved there as much um, but there's been some really good um uh, policy position discussions and with my experience from being within pnc's queensland and the many meetings we've had with the um, education minister or director general or all levels down throughout the department being able to communicate those things back through um, that PNC has been uh, really helpful for understanding what's going on and how how things can be uh, managed, uh, which is also, I think, good resources that we get from PNC's Queensland. I obviously had the first-hand thing, but we get that information coming through to PNC's Queensland, which everyone can utilise to feed into their PNC's or school councils and, and give that really good support to the, to the principal and administration. So it's really important to make sure that you're checking out the website and the Facebook page and all those things isn't it Matt? Yep all the stuff and so it's like there is an aspect where it's like especially when people start it's like what what do I do or when they're doing it it's like well what's going on there is a lot of information there and I think it's just about getting into that process of well what's the best way for you to consume it we've got our discussion groups on Facebook which are great Uh, we've got all the resources on the website we've got the e-newsletter we've got now this podcast and so just being across these things and finding out what works best for you to consume it to be able to feed back into your schools uh yeah very very useful yeah well thanks matt that was really insightful so thanks for joining us on the podcast and a
Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you and your family from all your friends at PNC's Queensland. Thanks heaps, Sean. I appreciate it. And you too. I hope you get a good break, well-deserved over Christmas. It's been a big year. Yeah, it has. As you know, I'm only fairly new into it, but getting involved a lot. So thank you for joining us and we'll catch up soon. Excellent. Thanks, Sean. Coming up next on the PNC's Queensland podcast, we'll hear from our HR manager, Clayton Payne, and then we'll be joined by the man Matt was talking about, PNC's Queensland CEO, Scott Wiseman, for his regular update. Hello, my name is Clayton Payne and I'm the HR Support Services Manager for PNC's Queensland. Does your PNC have HR issues? The HR Support Service provides your PNC with the necessary tools and support to manage your employees. Successful human resource practices are instrumental in avoiding workplace disputes, time-consuming and costly litigation and maintaining a cohesive workplace. As a PNC's Queensland HR Support Service subscriber, uh, you'll also have direct contact with human resource professionals who can provide support and assistance in all manner of human resource issues, including pay rates, employee entitlements, employer obligations, performance management, disciplinary procedures, redundancies and terminations. For more information, please visit our website. Now for our regular update with PNC's Queensland CEO, Scott Wiseman. The man Matt Rowan said is doing a fantastic job. Welcome, Scott, and glad you could join us. Hi, everybody. Very happy to be here. Well, Scott, we've started a new part of the podcast called The Fast Five, which is a quick introduction to each guest. Are you ready to play Fast Five? Yes. Okay, well, here we go. What is your favourite movie? Oh, it'd have to be Monty Python's Life of Brian. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, isn't it? Particularly yep. at this time of year, at Christmas time. Yep. What about your favourite holiday destination? Oh, well, I'm an avid four-wheel driver, so it's uh, got to be double on point. Uh, beach camping. Yeah, that sounds great as well. What about your favourite TV show? Oh, you can't go past Seinfeld. Seinfeld, the show that's about nothing. Yep. <laughs> and what about your favourite sport that can be one to either play or to watch? Oh, well, being an ex-Victorian myself, it's got to be AFL. And I believe the, uh, the Brisbane Lions as well. Yeah, Brisbane Lions, absolutely. And Brisbane Lions, actually, the women's team won their grand final just recently. Yeah, they did. That was a great result for them. This one's going to be interesting. Which actor would you like to play you in the movie The Life and Times of Scott Wiseman? Oh, tough one. But I think you can't go past Brad Pitt. Well, well, I'm not really sure about that last one, but fair enough. If that's who you want to go with, we'll go with that. What about your update? What's happening in the big world of PNC's Queensland? We've got lots happening at the moment. Uh, we've got PNCE just out recently, which will give everybody the information around the end of end of year. Uh, things to be aware of and, and things to make sure PNCs are, are all across uh, as we hit the new financial year for PNCs. PNC Queensland's been very focused around the advocacy survey, which is out at the moment uh, and still current. Uh, we've had a massive response to that with over 460 plus responses already. Um, now this is actually the biggest parent survey in recent history, so we're very excited about that. And you, know, you ask why we why are we doing this advocacy survey? Obviously next year is an election year, so it'll be a great opportunity for us to be focused on what we need and what PNCs need to help them in terms of uh, operating and, and achieving the goals that they're trying to achieve as well. And from an advocacy perspective, we need to be asking governments for the right information that's going to best help our members. So how do people actually access the advocacy survey? 
Well, it's been widely uh, telecast around with the actual links to the survey. It's through SurveyMonkey, so a lot of people are familiar with the SurveyMonkey. It's a fairly straightforward survey uh, that takes about seven minutes to complete, uh, but gives us some really exciting insights into what parents are thinking about education and feeling about education, uh, how we can improve education for children, uh, but also how we can improve operations for PNCs as well. So we want to hear about what those sort of pain points are for PNCs and what are those sort of red tape uh, areas that are, are just sort of contradictory or problematic for, for operating your PNCs. Yeah, that way we can understand how we can help best serve members in the future. Great. And what else is going on? Well, that's just one of the things. But uh, the board uh, and I and the leadership team within the uh, PNC's Queensland have been working on the strategic plan, uh, which goes from uh, 2024 through to 2026. Yeah, last time we talked about the new board members uh, coming on, uh, they've all jumped in and helped and been very productive straight off the bat, So, which is, which is great. But so that plan will be launched in 2024. Uh, it's got some exciting elements to it already. Uh, and the staff as a team will be working through the deliverables of that plan uh, on behalf of members. Um, so stay tuned for that. That'll be uh, an exciting element to 2024. Uh, and you'll see some conference elements of that re reflected in, in the strategic plan as well. On the bookkeeping front, yeah, it's a best time for, for members if you're considering coming across to the new service. Um, now is the best time to do it because it's the beginning of the financial year for PNCs. Uh, so those PNCs will be wrapping up audits and, and going into the new financial year with a, a clean uh, set of books uh, to get going with. So now's the best time to, to actually do that. Uh, we've got some great people in that team. Uh, we've now got 10 in the bookkeeping team, uh, which actually makes us a, a fairly large bookkeeping operation, um, particularly in Brisbane. Um, so there's a lot of excitement about them. Some great, passionate people who are there dedicated to helping PNCs take care of one of those sort of elements of, you know, it, it's a critical element to be transparent and accountable, but we want to minimise the, the level of, uh, of pain associated with that or the level of work that's associated with that. And it's a huge effort. So hats off to all the treasurers out there uh, that, uh, that are coming to the end of the financial year uh, but, uh, and, and all at time as well. Uh, on the HR support front, this service continues to, to amaze. We've now got over 240 uh, subscribers to that service. And it's particularly important this time of the year to make sure you're getting the right advice around employees, around annual leave, around uh, treatment and performance management aspects as well, and making sure that all the policies and procedures you require as employers are all in place to make sure that you as PNC volunteers are, are protected and, and make sure you're compliant with all the rules and regulations that go with employing people. And it's about making it easy for you as volunteers to take care of that, to make sure that you've got the backup and support that's associated with that. Again, to make sure that you as volunteers can do the fun stuff and the, the things that really make a difference to our children's schooling and their education experiences as well. Um, so if you haven't come onto that service, please do so. And this is, it's a really valuable service. Just on that, we're still waiting for the state wage case. Uh, we understand it's now the actual hearings have, have been finalised this week. Uh, so we are expecting a decision for that uh, in the very near future. Uh, we, we are expecting it prior to Christmas, uh, although that's coming around really quickly. As soon as we know more, we'll be letting all members know that sort of important decision 
that will affect all paid employees. And have you got anything to finish up with, Scott? Well, given it's uh, this time of year, we'd love to thank all our volunteers for all the hard work and the countless number of hours that you all dedicate to the schooling system and your PNCs on behalf of all the kids. Uh, thank you to all the volunteers and we encourage everybody to take a, a break where you can over Christmas take some time to recuperate it has been a very very busy year and spend some time with family and friends take time to recuperate and importantly have a safe Christmas and 2024 I'm sure is going to be an exciting year full of opportunities for us to further the education experience for our children and to give every child every chance. Well thanks Scott thanks for joining us and a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you. We look forward to more in 2024 and coming up next we'll hear from McGregor State School PNC on the PNC's Queensland podcast. At the PNC's award night held as part of the PNC's Queensland 2023 conference in August, the winner of the Business of OSH Award went to McGregor State School PNC. We had Matt Rowan speak about OSH earlier in the podcast, and I thought we'd speak to McGregor and see how they do it. So joining us now is the Business Operations Manager for McGregor State School PNC, Amanda Lowe. Hi, Amanda. And welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course, that's no problem. So Amanda, we normally start every one of our interviews off with what we call our fast five, just so we get to know a little bit about you. So you ready for that? Sure. Okay, so just say the first thing that comes into your head, okay? So firstly, what is your favourite movie? I'd probably have to say Elf because we're about to have Christmas and we're watching that a lot at our house. Fantastic. Yeah, that's always a good one at Christmas time, isn't it, Elf? So that's fantastic. What about your favourite holiday destination? Definitely would be Thailand. My husband's Thai and we've been going there for years and I love it so much. It's always a fun adventure every time. Yeah, and always good if you've got family there as well, isn't it? Yeah. So what about your favourite TV show? I think I've probably got two and they're polar opposite. I love The Real Housewives for its mind-numbing checkout kind of TV watching. And then I love Dateline. So it's from one end of the spectrum to the other. Yeah, sure. they sure are a little bit different. So what about <laughs> your favourite sport? It can be either one that you play or one that you want to watch. I really am not a sport person. I always say shopping is my sport, but I'd say cricket um, has become something I quite enjoy because my eldest son plays that and um, he really enjoys it and I think it's a it's a great game for kids to get together and have fun together so that's definitely taken up a lot of our Saturdays in recent years but we enjoy it and it cuts into shopping time too it does it's a balance sometimes I say oh I don't know if I can make this one but yeah it's always good it's the kind of sport too I think that you can kind of pop in and see the last bit of it and still be there. Finally, which actor would you like to play you in the life and times of Amanda Lowe? I'd probably say maybe Kate Hudson because I've watched a lot of her movies lately and she's really fun and goofy and doesn't take herself too seriously. So I'd probably say I'm similar personality. Fair enough. Thanks for that, Amanda. That, just a quick intro into who you are. And now we'll move on to our OSH interview. So in your opinion, what makes for a success? Osh. I think there's many components that make 
for a successful OSH, I always kind of think about the saying, a school's only as good as its principal. And I think that also translates to OSH. I think you have to have a, a leader who really understands the community, is good at supporting the team, understands the education system and can read a room and pivot. And ultimately, as a child advocate, I think that's really important. I think you need to have somebody who, a manager that's got vision, who can plan, who can work with the school to strategic plan together, somebody who has um, an OSH needs a supportive PNC. From my experience, um, and I've run our OSH for 18 years, so when I finished my teaching degree, I was an educator and they said, would you be interested to run the OSH? And I, at that time, there was a, an oversupply of teachers. And so when you graduated, you had to go out and do country service. And I wasn't really interested to do that. And I really loved the community at McGregor and the OSH. And so I said, okay, I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll run the OSH for a little while and I'll just see where that takes me. And I've never left. So I think part of the reason why I've never left and I've loved it is the community and the school and absolutely beautiful, but it's also the PNC. I've had the most amazing journey with different PNCs over the years. I think like I had this one PNC president who became like my mentor and he was um, in the role for about six years and he really supported me to understand how to run the OSH like a business but also as a community service. And, you know, we worked together really well with the principal. And I remember when he left and he moved on because his kids graduated and and it was time for the new PNC to come in. And, and he turned to everybody at the meeting and he said, the best advice I have for you is to leave Amanda to do her job because she is very experienced and she understands what to do. And you might come in and you might think, oh, I know this or I, I know how to do that. But you're um, putting her in the role because she is there. She's the most experienced and she knows, you know, all the intricacies of how to run it and the complexities. And so that I think that really helps. And so the culture of our PNC has always been that, you know, they look to me as the person in the room and who understands and who um, is leading the team. And I will take advice to them and I'll say, um, you know, maybe we want to do this and then I'll get, you know, quotes or I'll have different things and I'll say my recommendation. And I'm not saying, you know, we have to do it this way. Sometimes they say, oh, can you go back and can you get some more information on this and this? And um, I'm that conduit between the two. And I think that's really helped us to be a successful OSH over the years. And then having a PNC who also has that shared vision because for our OSH, we have worked really, really hard in the many years that we've been here to provide the best possible service for our children and our community. And we're a unique community. We've got 80 or 85% of our kids don't speak English at home. We're a really large school. We've got, you know, diverse, inclusive kind of policies around how we do things. And, you know, we, we work really hard to provide uh, exceptional service to our community and have then in turn become we've supported a lot of different OSHAs in the community over the years to and they've adopted policies and procedures that we've done so I think having a PNC that shares that vision and then a principal that shares that vision and we're all united and we're all on the same page moving forward together that also makes a successful OSH and ultimately for all of us we're all stakeholders we're all here for the children and we have that united vision that you know it's the children first 
like what's the best thing for them. So, you know, having that united vision and that strategic plan that spans across all the different stakeholders is really important. Some really good information there, Amanda. So thank you for that. But I suppose the other side of it is that it's not always easy. So what are some of the challenges that you find with OSH? And how do you overcome them? It definitely, there definitely are challenges. I think, um, you know, obviously one of the biggest challenges is when you get a new PNC come on and maybe they haven't been, um, they haven't been that involved before in the OSH or their children don't attend the OSH. And so trying to, you know, show them how things work here and why we do things a certain way is important. I have a parent committee for the OSH. So that's a subcommittee of the PNC. That works really well for me. That been in um existence for the 18 years and um, that I've been here and sometimes we bring our parents on for the subcommittee and then they end up going to the PNC and becoming on the executive. That works really well for us because they already have an understanding and from the PNC's perspective, the OSH is probably its biggest business, well it is its biggest business, Um, it produces the most revenue, has the most expenses and so having people in the PNC that really understand how that business works helps a lot with that continuity of just how we operate and the um, the high standard that we achieve. There's definitely politics that happen with every school. When you have so many stakeholders, you can't avoid it. I feel sometimes a bit like I'm a firefighter that I'm trying to put out the different spot fires, keep everybody happy on the same page. You have to be fluid. You have to co- you have to come from a place of yes. So that's kind of my um, my take on it. That you you have to kind of the principal comes or one of the deputies come and say, hey, we would like to do this initiative. It's coming from that place of yes. Oh, okay. Yep. That sounds right. Let's unpack how we can make that happen. And and then I might go to the PNC. Okay. The, you know, so um, most recently this year, we, we expanded our step into prep program. We've always been known by the department as having really great transition programs at our school and at our OSH. And we've always worked together on that, but we wanted to take it to another level. So we've done a pilot program this year where we've had we've cycled through the preps for 2024 and we've done at least three quarters of them so the deputy and I and one of or two of our managers we met and we conceptualized this program it's a extended orientation program essentially so we invited the children with their parents to come for two sessions consecutive Fridays for two hours each session and the first session I had a two-hour talk with them about what a PNC is, our business units, why it's important to support the PNC, um, how you can get involved and volunteer. If you're time poor, you can still support by making sure you purchase your uniforms and your stationery from the shop, support the tuck shop, use the OSH if you need it, and where that money goes and the past projects we've done and what we want to do for the future. So explaining all of that to them, instead of doing a five-minute kind of talk at the orientation on the prep day or or in an email, we think that's going to be really valuable. Then the next week, the deputy did a talk about um, transitions and how you can get your child's school ready. And then the whole time we were doing this, we had the prep children, the next year prep children down the other end of the building, completing all different wonderful activities with our OSH staff. And then some of the staff school from the staff, like the guidance officer or the speech pathologist would be over there as well, supporting our OSH staff to run these programs. You know, that whole, that whole project, that actually 
um, has cost our PNC money because of the HR involved, you know, the staffing and things like that. That's quite a, a significant investment over those eight weeks, two hours a session to staff it. We've provided food, things like that. But we think that's a really good investment for our PNC because we know those parents really have a good understanding now. What is the PNC? What are our business units? And we know that it will really support those kids to transition to McGregor next year. So initiatives like that, you know, if I if I came and I was not, you know, if we weren't PNC run, it would be very difficult for our OSH to run that program. And if I didn't come from a place of yes, if I didn't say, yes, sure, let's sit down, let's talk about it and unpack what we can do, that probably wouldn't have happened. And so now we're, we've collect, we're starting to collect the data now to evaluate the success of that program. We already know it's a great success. We're already getting people join our PNC that didn't before, that probably we would have lost because they wouldn't have known what we are. And yeah, so basically I think that you have to come from that kind of place of yes, you have to be the kind of person who can navigate the politics and try to keep everybody happy and try to support all the different ideas and, and initiatives that the school come with, that you know, the PNC come with, that the community need in order to to really do provide a high quality service for your community. Yeah, exactly. And some more great information there, Amanda. So thank you very much for that. But as I said earlier, McGregor State School PNC did win the Business of Osh Award this year. So how did you find the process of applying for the award? I found the process quite easy. I think the application itself was not um, did not take too long to do, maybe a couple of hours. The Probably the most difficult part of it was when we became a finalist and we had to produce a video and we had a time limit, limit on the video of what we wanted to say and how we wanted to illustrate and back up everything we put in our application. And we found that to be quite difficult because we just had so much we wanted to say and so much we wanted to share. You know, I had parents lining up saying, I want to I want to tell, you know, them why you should get this award and, and you can interview me or I had educators the same. Um, about half of our educators actually came to the service as children and now work here. And, you know, I've been here that long that they come back and they say, hey, I'd love, I'd love to work here and give back to the community because I have such beautiful memories of the time I was here. Um, and so, you know, a lot of those educators wanted to kind of get on and say their own experience. But yeah, the the small amount of time frame made that a bit tricky. But I think we we did a good job trying to, trying to pull everything together and, and show our service and how wonderful it is. So if any other PNC was thinking about it, you suggest that they do get their nominations in once those nominations are open for next year. Yeah, definitely. That would be a wonderful idea. I think that it's such a great opportunity to showcase your OSH. You know, there's not that many PNC run OSHs in Queensland. I personally think it's the best model. I can see the outcomes we have with our children. And I think if you can show your wonderful PNC run OSH to the community and you can say, you know, this is all the wonderful things we do. You might help to inspire others. You get to share your knowledge and it's just a great way for your team to have that recognition because they all work so hard. Like my team are just phenomenal and there's so many other OSHAs out there that are PNC run who have great teams as well. And I think it's a really good opportunity for them to showcase what they do and have that recognition from the wider community. Yeah, so 
that probably leads into my next question, which is what benefits have you seen from winning the award? Benefits to the OSH, to the PNC, and even to the school? Yeah, so I think that, you know, it was lovely to be able to share that news with the community. And it was lovely to be able to share that news with the children, you know, the children who are involved in the application and helping us with the video and things like that. We're really excited. You know, we're we're very proud of the organization we have and the different programs that we run that having that accolade, I think, has really shown our community that, you know, we have we have a very special service here. Well, that's great. Thanks, Amanda. And thanks for joining us on the PNC's Queensland podcast. No problem. And I just would like to say if any other PNCs are thinking to run their own OSH, I'm always available to meet and talk. I've helped different PNCs over the years to set up OSHAs. And I'm, yeah, McGregor, we're always very um, open to setting up meetings and sharing knowledge um, with other PNCs and helping them to to create really beautiful OSHAs. The, the PNC model, I truly believe, is the best for the children. It, it produces the best outcomes. I'm very happy to share our policies and our procedures and how we do that so that others can also benefit. Well, thanks again, Amanda. And make sure that if you are thinking of putting in those nominations, keep an eye out for when the PNC award nominations are open and get ready to submit them. Coming up, we're going to tell you about another of our business units here at PNC's Queensland, and then we'll be back to wrap it all up for the year on the PNC's Queensland podcast. If you're looking for some assistance with your bookkeeping, then PNC's Queensland can help. Providing timely and accurate bookkeeping, managing your payroll and lodging your ATO statement. Relieving your treasurer to do more meaningful tasks. We also provide treasurer reports and can give you a 25% discount off your Zero subscription. For more information, go to the bookkeeping tab at the PNC's Queensland website. Well, that's all we have for this episode. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you have any feedback or questions, send them through to communications at pncsqueensland.com.au. We'll be taking a break in January and we look forward to bringing you a brand new episode of the PNC's Queensland podcast in February and then throughout the entire year in 2024. Don't forget to subscribe. And remember, you can get the PNC's Queensland podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.